this issue but i had to work today and not like terribly terribly early but early enough um that it matters and before that i get confronted with the reality that i got an issue with the homestead there's a, a commode problem with water and it's it's not i thought maybe there was an issue with uh something on the inside of it but then it turned out to be um a valve issue and think oh man how am i gonna get the the logistics of this i gotta work and i have a very short amount of time between work and the game and how am i you know how is this gonna work out well actually managed to get that kind of done but kind of cut the the whole work thing close either way get there execute the work functions but at the very end of the day like at the very end of what i was gonna do there there's like this this one thing like i didn't have to do it but i thought you know i'll be a good you know uh, steward of what I do, and I will uh, take care of this thing before I go. And it ended up being like there was a complication with doing it, and it ended up costing me an hour. And it was at the the point where the game was going to start, and I so it ended up being like the first maybe I don't know fifteen twenty minutes of the game. I actually was at work watching it. Um, didn't really miss a whole lot, as it turned out. Getting because I live very close, so I was able to get back to the place and by the uh, by the time I was in location we were firmly uh, getting pounded uh, by a better team than us today the Houston Texans and without um it so I mean it's like all that stuff like to start it was kind of like it just portended to what was going to come ultimately this one you know uh uh, first and foremost, you know, Baker just had a terrible game. His worst game as a pro. Uh, wh- whatever he did in the second half doesn't really matter. The first, I mean, not to say, actually, no, that's not true. Um, and I'll get to that here more as we go along. But the the first half play, you know, hey, I mean, he was he was uh, thoroughly outclassed by the Texans' defense. They they had his number, and he just he made. You know, three in particular terrible decisions. Not exactly tremendous um, throws besides those ones, but in particular the three interceptions in the first half just killed any chance there was in this one. And then you know, but then if there was, if there was any doubt at all, it pretty much ended when the. And actually, I began this whole process of, you know, I usually will begin. I won't. I won't do the. the beginning of the cast until after the game is over and you know when the game is over is something that you can't really determine um well i should say that you can determine it at different times depending on the game and and during the the bad which most of the time that we have been doing these these shows by the way my name is easy weave this is easy does it on dogs by nature as long as we've been doing this for the most most of those times that have been after losses because it's been on since 2016 so, you know, the, there are times, where, and you know, then there's like 
all those games where we were way ahead. So, you know, last week and I didn't get started on, um, I didn't get started on the show until after the game last week because I wanted to bask in it a little bit. Well, in this one, I knew that it was over. Really, I knew that it was over, not on the fumble, but on the play just before the fumble, well, two plays before the fumble, I guess, where it was the touchdown pass to Callaway that got called back on a hold. It was ticky tacky, but it was holding. It was it was it was it was holding. Robinson got beat, and he you know did what he could. And I thought when I saw Merciless get around the edge there, I thought, man, Baker's about to get destroyed. And then I thought that, wow, I can't believe how much he got on that pass while getting hit. And then, as it turns out, it's right on target. And it would have been a touchdown, didn't hold up. Then comes back two plays later, puts the ball on target again. Great play by Callaway, but, you know, he's a rookie. He's going to learn. They're going to come punch the ball out. you gotta, you got to finish. you got to learn what it's like to finish there. And, you know, when that, when that happened, that, and, and, but when that happened, I just looked, I just looked at my wife. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's done. There's, it's over. There's no way. They're not, they're not coming back from that. I, I don't care that uh, the guy came out of the end zone and uh, you know, went down at the six or whatever it was. It was, it was over at that point. So, uh, but Baker immediately goes over and he kind of consoles him, like, "Hey, you know, you just made a hell of a play, but uh, you know, don't don't beat yourself up too much over this." And I think that that's look. Th- this is a, this is a stinker, obviously. And Mayfield's so it was at that point that you know this one was. I mean, it was it was over before then, really. I mean, it just op- you know at that point it's twenty six. It could have been possibly in twenty six fourteen. Um, but we still went ahead. And look, you know, football's a very emotional game as far as momentum and so on. So you stop them there. Or I should say, if we if we get the uh, the points there, then maybe the defense is more inspired. Although I didn't, it didn't look to me like the defense was uh, defeated at any point. I mean, they, they, in fact, there were times where the defense was, for the most part, especially early on, the defense was very much um, uh, out schemed. Like they, their uh, offensive coordinator w- w- outdid Greg. Although I guess Greg's had his kid coach uh, calling the games, which made me, you know, think, you know, not too, you know, when I when I heard that, when I realized that the the younger Williams was calling the games, that uh, you know, I noticed that the defense didn't look like it was getting out schemed as badly. Well, today it was back to that. Today we we really got out schemed badly. And Deshaun Watson also made a lot of great plays. He's he's a he's a special talent, yeah, no doubt about that. And they just are a hell of a team and a better coach team, even though we've been much better coached since uh, we lost Hugh Jackson. Well, since we, we sent Hugh Jackson packing, that uh, that being simply better is enough to, you know, soundly beat the Falcons and royally beat up the Bengals. But on a good team, you know, playing a good team in their home place today in the Texans, uh, you know, it's 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 just not enough, and they were able to salt it away fairly easily. You know, from that point forward. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's uh, what do you, what do you take away from it? I I don't think that uh, there's a whole lot to be t- okay. There's <laughs> if you were really seriously considering the playoff. And to me, it was like it was fun to talk about it. I talked about it on Thursday, and I did kind of talk about it in the sense of, "Hey, eh, this is kind of like the last week we can really seriously do this." Because I kind of had the sense, that, yeah, because we're playing a really good team, and we were going to have to do everything right in order to, and we were, and, and we did a lot of things right. 
you know, there was a lot of things that went right today uh, from a yeah, – I mean, let's say the defense was able to crush the pocket a lot in this one. Uh, the and, and, yeah, I mean, the probably the most important – I mean, it didn't get home – I know that uh, Miles, multiple sack game again, uh, really looked to me like he has benefited big time from the uh, rest – uh, from the bye week two weeks ago, came out on fire. Had 12 hurries in that game last week against the Bengals and looked to be a force again today. Um, so, I mean, there was a lot of that going on. But, I mean, Baker coming out in the second half after that, you know, just that 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 dog feces of a first-half performance where he just, you know, he throws three interceptions. And, look, I, I don't think – that there's a quarterback in the Hall of Fame that didn't have a three-interception game. I don't think there's probably – you could say that about a three-interception half. But it's a uh, – in each case, it was a um, – I think actually in, in the first two cases, it was a, it was the defense uh, coordinator the, – the, their defensive coordinator out-scheming and beating our offensive coordinator in our scheme. And kind of knowing where Baker was going to go with the read, preparing against it, and being in the right place, and uh, and making the play. I think on the one at the end of the half, that was just an unfortunate deal where he should have. I mean, he made and, and in all instances, in all three instances, bad decisions. So it's not just a bad throw. I mean, and actually, they probably were good throws in the sense that they, you know, would have been on target, except for there's a guy there. Uh, so that's, you know, bad decision makes it a bad throw. And the one at the end there was, you know, just as bad because it's like he could take off with it and run, probably get the first down there. But, you know, I mean, and all, and all of those, I mean, if you're going to take away a positive from it, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat this, don't get me wrong. There is, there is a positive to take away from this, and this isn't it. This is just me, you know, going through this whole you know, extended thought process about evaluation of game performances, rookie seasons, quarterbacks in general, the NFL, uh, players, and all of that. You know, the overall look at this that if you're going to see a quarterback screw up like that, if you're going to see a young player in that position, in that role, playing that position, especially one that's, you know, the, the unquestioned franchise savior, uh, and he is, I mean, as bad as he played today, he's, he's, he's it, guys. He's our guy. Even if, even if he flames out, it's going to be several years before we get another bite of the apple. And he's not going to flame out. This is, you know, today was a, a, a step in the wrong direction. But hey, there's not going to be games like this in his in his professional career. There's going to be games like this in his rookie season. I realize they're part of the same thing. But as I'm saying, you're, you're if you're going to be that guy, if you're going to have that type of swagger, then the mistakes that were made in the first half, if you're going to look at it from a silver lining standpoint, it's that he. They, they were mistakes that were made as he was attacking. They weren't mistakes that were made because he was being timid or because he was, you know, he, he misread the situation, but he did it while he was trying to go after him hard. Okay, you don't like it, but I'm, I'm if you're going to, if you're going to mess up, mess up, you know, big in that in a good way, I guess. You know, he's trying to make plays. It's not like, um... He's just overwhelmed, doesn't know what to do, and throws, you know, 
throws the ball into the flat and it gets taken back for some. I mean, it, it's not like the uh, what I you know affectionately referred to as the dick six by uh, Kevin H- Hogan last year in this same setting. Although I don't know, Hogan may have ended up putting more points. It's the um, the the overall perform the the real the silver lining the thing to take away from it where you say um, it's not all terrible out there is that he was after playing dog arse in the first half after having a performance in the first half that was just putrid I mean that. <clears throat> Yeah, the, the, the quarterback position in the NFL requires so much, and so much of that he already has. As far as you know, you got to have the, the requisite amount of arm strength. Got that, and that's probably. And it, I say that because it's one of the easiest things to measure. He's got to have a certain amount of of measurable things: hand size, you know, height, those things. And he's over the bar on on those items. And I think that there's the 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 intangible stuff, the. Um, you know the we, we've we've documented it the the leadership the being able to make everybody around you better that sort of stuff but <clears throat> to me there's a big a, 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 oh, and and one of them also as far as intangible and Sean Watson by the way is chock full of this is gamer you know being able to come through late at the end of a game end of a half uh, and be able to bring your team back when they're down that sort of thing and I think that Mayfield's shown that he can do that. Uh, to some extent, so far this year, but what um, what what also is important is when bad games happen, like they did today, that you don't have, or even when when bad circumstances happen in a game, because people screw up. You know, we all do in our lives, and certainly guys that are performing against the best players in the world playing in one of the most difficult games and you're playing the most difficult position in that game um when when that's you know guys are going to screw up and you may even if you screw up you may get another chance to go out there after screwing up and so it's important to be able to bounce back in other words it's important even after you screw up in this game in this league to be able to get back on the horse and make plays after you have, uh, you know, had, because it may be that even after you've you've had a bad half or a bad quarter or a bad drive or whatever, make a make a bad decision that you're able to come back and atone for it. But you're not going to be able to do it if you're just keyed in on. The, and this happens to guys, and it can be a deal breaker, right? I mean, it can be a, it can be one of these things that if you're unable to compartmentalize and say, yep. I I had a you know a, especially when you made the mistakes when you were trying to do the right thing, you were trying to attack the defense, you were trying to make big plays. Yeah, you ultimately uh, misread the situation, um, but you were doing it the right way. And like I say, if that's if if that makes sense, it's 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 that um, I, there's a good there's a good corollary, and I just can't think about it. Of what it is, I, I guess, I, and because what I don't want him to do is to clam up at that point, and, you know, because I made mistakes in the first half, and I don't want to, um, because I'm so fearful of making those mistakes. I, you know, I, I'm not going to attack it. I think I'm going to unpack this a little bit better. I'm going to step away. 
uh, and and think about this a little bit better because I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm I don't think I'm really hitting it right. My name's Easy Weave. This is Easy Does It on Dogs by Nature. I'll be right back. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show. It seemed smart. It seems smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. I guess it's, it's similar to the concept of go big or go home. If that even is a, a worthwhile way to look at it, I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But, I mean, yeah, there's, I'm not, and this isn't an elaborate attempt at me to try to sugarcoat what was a bad performance. It was, you know, it was, it was a bad performance. We went against a good team. This was finally an opportunity for us to go against a good team. And I think that that's, that's probably the, the uh, if there is a silver lining from the standpoint of being a fan of this team. Is that okay? You watch this, and it helps you to kind of recalibrate where we are. And I think that <clears throat> from an uh, from from an organizational standpoint, you know, there's nothing about today's game that makes me say that you know, oh, I'm, I'm worried now about Baker Mayfield. That uh, you know, he's <clears throat> if he if he would have come out and you know just fallen flat or any number of other things, I think I think there are things that can happen within the course of a game that can make you feel that way. He just went out through a through a clunker in the first half. wasn't enough time to do anything with it in the second half. That's a really good team. Uh, that's a team that's honestly that's a team that's right now not terribly. I mean, they they could be vying for uh, one of the top seeds in in the conference. And so we're going to have to get better if we're going to play teams like that. And I, I think that <clears throat> from a talent standpoint, once again, I, I don't look at any really any of the games that we've lost or the tie against Pittsburgh. I haven't looked at any game that we played. Maybe San Diego. Uh, and even that I'm... Um, I'm hard-pressed to, to conclude. But I think from a talent standpoint... Yeah, we can we can really hang with anyone, I, and certainly I would like to see some improvement at the tackle position. I don't know how how that gets done. It's not like there's a, a plethora of of available tackles. There's uh, as as uh, somebody once said to me, old, old B Kig mentioned one time. There's a paucity of tackles in the NFL, and unless we're going to spend a high draft pick, and for us, that's probably going to be now, you know, after this game today and after kind of re-projecting I'm sorry that probably didn't sound very good uh, the, the way the rest of this season is going to play out uh, we're probably going to be I would imagine we're probably going to be in that uh, 10 to, to 20 range because we're probably still going to win a couple of games this is a good, again it's a good team and we played badly and but even after, even with playing badly against a good team Again, I, I think that you could see that there were times, like there were definitely times where our uh, our front seven, our front four, really collapsed what they did 
in their pocket and it sh- I mean it really showed that we were able to get pressure we got home plenty of time really today the uh, I mean yeah the defense I mean that we gave them a touchdown on one of the uh, interceptions and you know the rest of them were a lot of, or a lot of the rest of them were field goals they went down and they uh, scored a touchdown on that second drive but defensively you know they really did enough that if the offense were to have come out and played as it has been you know the last month or so then you could say uh, then we, we, we could have had a chance in this one it would have been a lot closer to the prediction that I had uh, coming into this one but it, it wasn't like that at all. I mean, yeah, and they, I mean, not to say that the defense played well. I mean, they, again, for the most part, they, they were in third and short, you know, all day. They, uh, and they were able to, for the most part, control the line. Uh, Watson running and passing was just very good as he <laughs> has been in his short career. And he's, he's a special player. Completely disproving Semtex, probably once and for all. But he's he's a solid player, and but there were still lots of times today where we were able to get you know get to him, get pressure on him, and so there's there's positives to take away from that in terms of what this defense can do. And again, I think from a a talent standpoint, it's not like the Texans just rolled over us because they're so much more talented. I think that they they soundly beat us because uh, they are a much better coached team. I mean, they definitely do have some... T- I mean, the talent disparity between what they were bringing off of the defensive edge, and that may have been a contributing factor to Mayfield's uh, bad decisions, is that he was rushing, rushing them due to the fact that he was under pressure. But that's still... I mean, that's you're going to have to deal with that. You can't... You know, that's, that's not an excuse for throwing three interceptions. Uh, so, although Cam Newton threw three interceptions today, so, you know, it does happen. It does happen to guys even that have established themselves as good. Uh, a rookie quarterback going up against a top 10 defense. And, yeah, I caught quite a bit of hell. And, you know, justifiably so, because before the game I was running my face to some of the guys on the Facebook thing saying that Mayfield was a top 10 quarterback, and then I had to rescind because I, I counted more than 10 guys that were ahead of him at that. And then he played like the worst quarterback in the game for the first half anyway. And But, again, if you're going to look at a, a redeeming factor, and I'm not trying to say, like, that, you know, if, couple things go a different way yeah I mean if we get that touchdown then you know maybe who knows but it didn't happen that way and we shouldn't have even been in that position to begin with right I mean comebacks are nice but comebacks only happen because you put yourself in that position to be down in the first place and the reason that we were down in the first place because Mayfield played like butt now he came back in the second half and this is what I say the, the the value of today's game is that he comes back out in the second half and got it together, played a lot better in the second half. It's all garbage time. I get that. And it's like last week we were looking at uh, Jeff Driscoll, and, you know, his uh, got a lot of help from his supporting cast. Bigger didn't get that today uh, with, again, the the holding penalty on uh, Greg Robinson. I can't remember the guy's name. And then the... Uh, <laughs> the fumble, and actually, before the fumble happened, I thought it was going to get called back on an illegal block in the back on whoever it was that was blocking downfield. Uh, but you know, it was it was a it was a this this was a a kind of a, a recalibration game for for those of us in the fan base. Yeah, I mean, the playoffs were always ridiculous. Now maybe it's time for I. I don't think it's necessarily time to start draft watching either. There's lots of 
of football left to watch that's that's uh, fun to watch. They, you know, there's there's a lot left in this season that's uh, that's that's going to be plenty of uh, excite. I mean, there, there's lots of things. You know, Mayfield put up a lot of yardage today, so he's still got some rookie records that he could uh, that he could get close to. Uh, there's their development of young players that are only going to get better. You know, I think we saw this year, and the year's not over yet, but I think that as we kind of get to now these final, it'll be four games after today, you know, and we're in that final quarter of the year, three quarters of the year done. It just started, right? Actually, this one, this one does kind of seem like it's been, how long ago does hard knock seem? In a way, it seems like it was five minutes ago. In another way, it seems like it was a million years ago. You know what I mean? Uh, how about a, did, you guys, did you guys catch that shot of weeds in the game today? Brandon Whedon being on. What does a guy like him think whenever, you know, team plays us and they just pound us like this? But anyway, the, um, the, the good coming out of it in a game like today, even though we get pounded, is that, you know, Baker had a chance to come back and do some stuff in the second half. Not He didn't he didn't um, wilt up. Yeah, I mean, it, too much to overcome, obviously. Uh, the defense did – I did think that there were some adjustments made on both sides of the ball that mitigated the problem. But then again, the Texans were like how we were last week. They were in prevent mode. So, you know, really – well, they're just a better team than us. And Greg Williams is an interim head coach. And, you know, losing uh, Ward didn't help matters. But then again, I mean, Ward, it, it, I, I, it wasn't really a defensive problem today. I, I mean, it's it's unfortunate to say it, but in, in the league now, 29 points or, or 30, however, I mean, that's, that's about what you're going to need going up against a team like this. Now, you can do better if you get your full complement of guys. But as we look at this final four games, it's it's you know now going to be interesting to see you know what what we really need uh, to take those steps. You know, if you look position group by position group, what what we need as a team to uh, to take that next step next year. Because I think that even with today's game, today's loss, Baker having the the experience, you know, it's, it's another game that he played in. So so there's that experience. He did make some plays in the second half. Uh, fell short, obviously, but hey, um, it's these are these are experiences. They're you know good, bad, or in, you know good or bad. They are they're not indifferent, right? They they all they are all part of of the experience. So it's going to make him better. You know today's game is going to make him better, and so he w- he will get better, and he'll be better next week. But he, I think, I am so looking forward to looking at what he how he uh, um, improves from year one to year two. I think next year we are going to see such a a tremendous jump from what is an already strong base line of, of, uh, of capability and performance. And I think these final four games, you know, it's going to be fun to watch, you know, what that is you know, what that baseline performance is, but then next year, so, you know, to, to go into a draft season for the first time in ever and not have to worry about that quarterback, and, and look, it, if you're, if you are somebody after today's game, you know, if you're going to be, if you're going to cowherd it up and be all like, you know, oh, well, today's game really shows maybe Baker, maybe Baker really isn't the guy, maybe we ought to pump the break, no, today's 
everybody has a bad game. Like I say, you know, Cam Newton had had three picks today. Is it should the Panthers be, um, you know, worried about that and, and thinking that they don't? It happened. I realize, you know, that Baker hasn't doesn't have the same uh, pedigree or whatever, hasn't done as many things in the NFL. I get all that. I get all that. But I'm just saying, you know, even the great ones have bad days. And especially even the great ones have bad days in their rookie years, and especially the ba- the great ones have bad days in rookie years on this team. Uh, which is, I mean, this team is better off than it was a month ago with Hugh Jackson running the show. But, you know, Greg Williams, the interim head coach. <clears throat> and, you know, today, his, today he went against a... I think Bill O'Brien has always kind of gotten uh, short shrift for what 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 kind of talent he is as as a I mean in other words I think he's been a a solid coach the whole time he's been there in Houston of course he took over Penn State after that whole fiasco uh took place there and really did a, a pretty impressive job of turning that fr- that that program around quickly and then took over the uh, the Houston job so that's he's a good coach and was the better coach today certainly and we uh we are uh in a spot now where two and two since the firing of Hugh Jackson I said when it happened that five and three would probably get it done we've now got games left against and I think that the Texans probably were the toughest of all the teams that we had left to play but we still have games left against the Panthers and we got uh, the Bengals the uh, Baltimore Ravens, that's the final week of the season. That could end up being a matchup between Baker and Lamar Jackson, uh, the way that things are shaken out. And then we have a game against Denver. Denver actually looks like a tough, uh, like a seriously tough out as well. So that would be, I mean, let's say that we, uh, we lose to the Broncos, but we win those other three games. Because we already beat the, uh, the Ravens and the Bengals. So the idea that we could go out and beat those guys again is not, you know, on toward or, or out of sight. Uh, the idea that, but but at the same time, Denver, you know, again recalibrating after today, Denver looks tough. So, you know, let's say that that's not a possibility. We then go out and um, so that would be two and one. That would leave the Panthers. You know, we win that game. That would be five and three. That would end up having the record be. Uh, what seven, eight, and one on the year? So seven, eight, and one on the year. If we, if we, if that's which would end up being because like <clears throat> that would mean losing one more time, and yeah, and that one more time being to the donkeys, and basically finishing out three and one. Pretty optimistic, right? For for what for for what happened for the most part today. But then again, the Texans are a good team. That you know, that's a, that's the point. Which is you know, you can't say that you know everybody that we play is a good team when they beat it, beat the hell out of us like happened today. Uh, but but they really are, and <clears throat> they they did something similar to this to the Titans on Monday night last week. So they're and they're coming into their own. Um, we thought that we were, but you know, we're, this wasn't the year. This was never the year that that uh, all of this was going to get on track. This was uh, always going to be the year of uh, getting the rookie on the field. And uh, I, I think that we've, you know, that's the other thing is that Baker came in the third game of the year, so he's going to end up before this is all said and done playing in fourteen out of sixteen games. And you know, knock on uh, the, the desk here. If he ends up, you know, starting all the way, that's that's 
pretty good run. And then next year you go into it with the you know the the expectation that he's going to take every snap for or all at least start every game for the whole year. Um, but it does kind of begin to uh, set your your mind, and and we're not there quite yet. But to what you know, we do start looking at in the the uh, the off season as far as trying to improve the the, the, the club and what pieces that we would need to add and it's you know it's worth doing but if if we end up finishing this up at uh, seven eight and one then is that enough to uh, give greg a a look i think it's enough to give him a look i don't think it's enough to give him the job i think that there's a uh a, an awful lot that go- I, I i think that that is the is the the, the line that he would have to be at for there to be a serious consideration. Which is kind of, you know, you figure if he, if he went 4-4 four and four over that stretch, if that, that, that wouldn't be enough to get serious consideration considering our history. But I think that today's game is a good indicator that what we've had, what we've seen, is actually Cam Newton threw four picks today. What we've seen is... And, and that's, that's not what we, we should be measuring everything against what we need to be measuring everything against is teams like the texans today we need to be as good as them so that way when we play them again we have a shot to actually do something other than you know get our faces kicked off you know, or the, the whoever the patriots the chiefs uh you know any of the teams that are vying for playoff spots uh any, just any, any of the top tier organizations that you see out there, whoever you think, uh, that's <clears throat> we're we're just not at that level yet. And part of it is talent from the standpoint of yeah, we could shore up areas. I think, like I mentioned, the tackle position. I, I don't know what you do about that unless we're going to trade up. Uh, a lot of us like Mitch Hyatt, the uh, guy from Clemson, who might be available in one of the later rounds. But you know, like I said, there's a paucity of tackles. A guy like Hyatt may not even. We may have to take him in the first round, or we may have to overspend on a first rounder to, uh, <clears throat> or I should say, overdraft in order to get a guy. That's that. It's it's pot because just the the value that they have, and we're seeing it. I think that there's a. A uh, you know legitimate challenge with um, Hubbard at right tackle, and I mean we and we paid him a lot of money. I think that he's been mostly poor this year, and Greg Robinson. I mean Greg Robinson has been a lot better. And I, I mean look, the line play was wasn't actually the worst. And I, I, I didn't mean to get into a like breakdown. I don't I don't plan on doing that now even. I'm just saying, as we get into it, there you can certainly look at different positions we can get into it, but ultimately it's going to be um, where we're going to... Because, again, I think that from the quarterback position, we're, we're obviously we're set. Running back position, we're set. And a lot of the other position groups were in very good shape. Um, but... Where so when we from a week to week basis we're not losing these games because of uh, talent, which you know probably was the case in 2016 and and uh, last year as well. That's not the case now. We're not getting beat because we're not a as talented as the team we're playing against. We're getting beat, 
I mean, we may be weak in some areas, but overall, this very talented roster. A roster that's going to get even more talented is they have, you know, some of these guys like Miles Garrett's going to go into his third year. Uh, so is Larry Ogunjobi. Guys like that are going to improve. You know, the young guys are going to uh, take a step further. Guys that are rookies this year are going to take their their um, uh, next step, and so it's a young it's a young squad that's going to improve. But right now, there's not really a a dearth of talent that you look at and you say that we you know we can't, just can't play with anybody because we're we're just missing this or we're missing that. Yeah, we could use. Don't get me wrong, we could use some some pieces, wide receiver, a couple others. But what's going to enable us to be able to compete at the level that we want to compete at is, you know, the coaching. And I've been pining for Freddie Kitchens, uh, and, and I think that the way that the offense came out in the second half today was a lot – you certainly saw an adjustment there. I think from a coaching standpoint, if I look at one thing and say, you know, if, if, the first thing is your, your game planning – and I think that the game plans offensively have been very good since Kicho took over. Not not good today. But I think secondary to that, secondary to, you know, throwing out a stink burger for your primary um you know, game plan is that you make adjustments if it goes wrong. Like it went very, very wrong today. And I think that Kitcho did that, and I think that the the offense did look better. Although, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out on that long uh, pass play that was uh, fumbled at the goal line. So it doesn't look as good as what it probably was. But then again, even if we score there, it probably doesn't make a difference in the, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to want to say, yeah, well, you know, if we score there, then we have the ball late. And uh, Yeah, there's. I realize the butterfly wing effect and all of that. Um, but I, for me, if... It, it, to me, the, the the Texans had this thing pretty much in hand the entire time. Uh, but still, you got to you, you you got to be able to go out there and um, you know respond whenever these types of bad things happen. And I think that the offense did that. I think the defense did that to some extent as well. So improvement in the coaching performance, uh, but not where we need to be. And I think that if if, if as I say, we want to get to where we want to get to, which is um, playing at a a level that is at a championship level. You know, playing if we're going to play against the New Englands, or we're going to play against the the Kansas Cities of the world, and go out there and perform at their level. Then where we're going to have to win is on the margins. Uh, it's kind of like the you know we don't get that onside kick late in the game. <laughs> Because, you know, we just because our because our special teams coach is terrible, uh, and so we end up and a perfectly designed thing executed. The guys off off side by you know and, 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 we, and we had but I mean there was a, there was a lot of that. Of course, it was a lot worse under under Coach Hugh. Uh, but I'm just saying that we are when we go against a team like this, we are going uh what's going to be required 
to be able to perform at that level going against teams like this, it's more than just talent. Uh, it's going to require winning some of these scheme advantages. And it does bring to the fore here that what these next four weeks are really about and what happens after that is really what this coaching search is, uh, is going to be all about. And I'm going to uh, get into that. Um, I'm going to step away one last time here and talk about what that coaching search is really going to be all about here. When we return here on uh, Easy Does It With Me, Easy Weave here on Dogs By Nature. Be right back. How about Jabril Peppers throwing DeAndre Hopkins to the ground <laughs> and not getting the penalty for? And everybody in the in the stadium, you know, responding in unison, like, "What the? Like, how is it? How is it possible that that's not a penalty?" I yeah, I don't know the answer to that. For me, when you look at what's necessary for you know the next head coach, I think that. And, and which is not to say that today's performance completely disqualifies either Greg or Kitchens from discussion. Uh, I think that you probably are going to need it to be like they're going to have to rip. They're probably going to have to win the rest of their games in order for that to be a realistic uh, proposition. And I don't even know if uh, Freddie Kitchens is interested uh, in the job or if he would even be giving serious, given serious consideration if he were. Certainly. The one thing that is, you know, I was talking to some uh, folks down her, because, of course, I live in the Bay Area. uh, And the perception of the Browns has really taken a turn. Today's game notwithstanding, you know, Baker had a, a stink fest and it was not a good performance, but he'll be okay. And overall, the organization is going to be okay. But it's a very, but it, it doesn't kind of underscore the point. This is a very attractive job for somebody. Uh, when you look at what we've got going on at some of the key areas of the roster, and you know, especially the quarterback position, it all starts there. But then you also throw in Miles Garrett. <clears throat> I don't know what his stat line was today. I know he had a couple of sacks, but. Um, you know, Garrett is a special player off the. There's a lot of players in that front seven that are quality. There's, you know, and then a, a legit lockdown corner, although Denzel Ward um, had to come out of the game today. So, no, no, I don't know what the extent of his injury is at this point, but he is, uh, uh, you know, another piece of, of this whole thing. It's a good looking roster. And then you got John Dorsey, the general manager, who is a really good. You know, picker of the players. You know, Meathead can can get it done when it comes to um, picking players, and I think that that's something that when you look at this, you know, again these these guys that were down here, we we're talking about it today. They 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 notice like, hey, you guys got you know Baker, you got Chubb, you got Ward, like that. That's they notice that. And while none of those guys are going to get Rookie of the Week this week, you know, there's been we've we've owned that that. Uh, that that award all year long. So, all that to say that a guy like Greg or a guy like Kicho or a guy like whoever it is that you would like, maybe the guy that was uh, calling the game today. You know how how eerie is that? Watch, watching the Brown, or maybe it's you know maybe maybe it's to use this word that we used the other day, serendipitous. 
that were watching this game today, watching the Browns lose a game that, you know, not to say that they, they could have or should have won, uh, but, you know, that the, the biggest factor between the two was probably isn't a, a talent thing it was a you know scheme coaching thing if you if you if you buy into what i'm saying you may just be like no easy your boy baker just duffed it he just screwed up today bad okay fine that's cool i i am still baker is my guy 100 percent. i'm not there's not even a little bit of um i mean i'm not to say not to say that i'm not disappointed in the performance uh, i don't ever expect this guy to throw three interceptions in a game, but at the same, and that hasn't been his history, but you know, it happens. So I, I I'm not going to worry about it. It's one game. I, I don't, you know, it, 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 rookie year, you, you take, you look at, you gauge these things all differently. So far, what I've seen from this guy in his rookie year is, I'm I'm plenty happy with everything that I'm getting out of uh, Baker Mayfield. I got no problems with with the perform. I mean, yeah, today today was a bad game. He played badly. He played poorly. He made poor decisions. He made bad throws. He came back and made better decisions and better throws. It wasn't enough, but um, but he but he played poorly and he and that and that as much as anything else is the reason that we didn't have a chance to win this game today so okay that's that can be true and also what can also be true is that today's game was important in his development and the development of him throughout this season is the most important thing Uh, i don't think that today's game is going to be uh like it shows that we're just that with in other words i don't think that today shows that you know we we really we've gotten lucky and we're probably not going to win another game this year i think we're going to win some games not just i think we're going to win a, a few more games before this year is uh is over and done with and um when that happens you know that's what whatever our final win count ends up being if it's 5 6 7 whatever it ends up being that's mega super improvement from last year, the last several years, not of this one. That's huge improvement. So <clears throat> you take the huge improvement. You take the the and look. Even with the uh, the the poor performance today, Mayfield's touchdown to interception ratio is still eighteen to ten. Um, as long as he doesn't have another stink fest like he had today, it's probably still going to end up being somewhere in the two to one rate. That's pretty pretty good, kids. That's pretty good for a rookie. Um, he may still end up approaching like 3,500, 4,000 yards. That's 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 pretty good for a rookie. But more important than that, I don't because I don't really care about stats. You know, I I, I I guess I say this, and I should have an implicit, um, or I I say this with an implicit understanding of what it means, expecting you to have the same frame of, of reference that I have in my own mind. Which sounds like I'm saying that that I that you guys don't understand what I'm trying to say, and I'm not saying that at all. By saying that, by him having those, you know, stats and that many yards and everything, that means that he played well enough to be in those games to have that many reps. You know, I mean, he he got a lot of experience this year, and he's going to get more, a lot more experience as you know this this rookie year um, turned out to be very well. It turned out really well in the sense that he got a lot of playing time. 
and he's going to get a lot more playing time. And he's going to be able to come out next year fired up. This is going to be 100% his team. There's not going to be any question at all about who the starting quarterback is. Um, Tyrod's not going to be on the team next year, but that's okay. We'll get, you know, a Drew Stanton, whoever, you know, the, he, can, he can definitely be the backup, and we'll be fine. Um, but the coach of, of this team next year, I'll say what, with Bruce Arians calling the game and with everything that's been said about him, you know, recently about uh, him saying that, you know, coming out multiple times saying that he would come back and coach the Browns, Browns the only team that he would come back and coach and all that. You've heard it. You know, he's calling the game where this is going on and you just know uh, that, the, you know, that it's, oh, I, I should say it's just, it's just eerie with that. And by the way, I reiterate once again that I would be a thousand percent for that for Bruce Arians coming and coaching this team, particularly if it meant being able to keep uh, Kicho and Williams or, you know, one of the two. I, I would much rather keep Freddie Kitchens, although he demoted Freddie Kitchens while in Arizona, so maybe they don't like each other, you know, as much. But I really like Bruce Arians as a head coach. Uh, I really like him a lot, and him, what he could do to develop Baker would be would be pretty nice, I would think. I would I would think. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm, I'm very reticent to think that that could actually happen. Uh, and then, so you, you, you look at, and, and again, this isn't necessarily about who it is that's available for me, the type of, of player, the type, or I should say the type of coach that we could potentially get is way more important to me than, um, who the guy is as far as looking at candidates out there and saying, you know, Lincoln Riley, Baker's coach at uh, Oklahoma, or a uh, retread of a guy like Arians or something like that, or maybe uh, somebody that's a coordinator right now like Josh McDaniels. His name gets thrown out a lot with this stuff. Uh, We've also got... Uh, John DeFilippo, who's a uh, you know, coordinator. You got just a, a variety of guys that are like that. I mean, you, you, I don't need to name them all. You know who they all are. You've you've gone through, um, you know, you you you've seen the names. You've got your own short list. I don't mean to leave anybody out here. Dave Tube, the guy for Eric Bieniemy. There's all sorts of guys that are out there. But the type of coach that I want, what I really want more than anything else, do I want? is I want there to be harmony. I've talked about this before, and it's, you know, people look at it different ways. Some people call it uh, being on the same page. Unity, whatever. Uh, I I choose to, to use the word harmony because I want the, the head coach, the general manager, the owner, uh, everybody, the, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, the starting quarterback, everybody on the same page. Everybody singing the same song. Everybody happily going about uh, the prosecution of one thing and one thing and only, and that is making the Cleveland Browns the best they could possibly be. That was one of the biggest problems with Hugh Jackson. He's a personality type. And, and this also, you know, very possibly due to the organizational structure set up by Jimmy Haslam, which I'm not going to... 
get into <clears throat> any more than I have. I've beaten that thing to death many times. But, uh, you know, somebody like Hugh that, that was very quick to, you know, throw people under the bus and, um, oh, excuse me, and to just generally uh, be, be one to sow discord rather than to uh, work in a harmonious fashion and I, and I say that because I never saw anything from anybody else that was headed in his direction. You know, all of the the, the vitriol thrown at Sashi. I never heard Sashi. Did you ever hear Sashi say anything negative about Hugh? And this isn't about a he said, he said thing, because none of those people are with the organization anymore, and it's not even worth uh, getting into. I'm saying that I, don't, I, I want a guy that isn't about any of that and is only about one thing and one thing only, and that is winning football games for the Cleveland Browns. In other words, how often – and ask, ask yourself this question. And while you're doing it, ask yourself if I'm ridiculous in asking this question. How much time did Hugh spend in the politicking of his job than in the prosecution of actually doing his job, as in coaching players, watching film, uh, scheming up the, other te- the opponent that week? Serious question. Because there's only so much time. That's the one you know, limiting factor for everyone. The one thing that every single one of us, and no matter what occupation we're engaged in, we have a shortage of and a lack of is time. So how much of that time was not spent working on the only thing that should anybody should be working on and spent on other things, like, you know, like I say, like the politicking of, of the day? And <clears throat> the whoever it is that's going to be the next guy... Uh, that that that's something that needs to be, um, you know that that that's that's the first thing. Now they, you know, when and Dorsey in his uh, press conference said he wanted a guy that had, you know, high character, which is had a direct shot at Hugh, <laughs> had a high football acumen and was a good teacher of of men. You know, he was a good, which I think is a great criteria, and I'm I'm with the, all that. Uh, but what it takes. You know what, what what that actually looks like, what what it actually takes to um, be effective. You know, again, it, the personality traits that correspond to to that. You know, I, I think it's important that you have a guy that is a a team first guy that is not a me first guy. And I think that there's a, a happy medium that can be had there because, of course, we're all working in our own best interests all the time. And you have to have. Um, a certain amount of competitive drive and, and so on. And, and you've also got to look out for number one, particularly if people are gunning after you and all of that. However, uh, I, I don't, we don't need, you know, the, the, the uh, Mike Shanahan, you know, PowerPoint about why to be released from the team. Kyle Shanahan, not Mike Shanahan. Mike was his dad. We don't need the... Um, <clears throat> Uh, who else? Daryl Logans, the quarterback coach, texting to the to the you know the player. On it. We just don't need any of that crap. And it's not even about the it being a controversy. It's just we for the for the first time in a long time we actually got like stuff together. We actually got the makings of a good looking you know organizational structure going on here potentially. 
And I want the general manager and the coach to be on the same page. And everybody agrees that the quarterback is the number one priority and we all need to do everything we can to ensure that he can be successful. Because it's the only thing that matters. That's what... And that quarterback is Baker Mayfield, 100%. Okay, so that's the first thing. Now, And then the second thing is I want a guy that can game plan. Now... After that, and you're not, you know, not always going to be, but I just, I want games like today and like we saw, for the most part today, particularly in the first half against the defense. And then, like we saw earlier this year when he was running the show on both sides of the ball all the time. You know, that's, that's really what I want first and foremost, is guys that can scheme. But then after that, I want a guy that can adjust. You know, if you're, if you don't scheme well, it's, it's the same thing I was talking about earlier with Mayfield. He's our only quarterback. I understand we got three guys that are on the roster. I'm saying he's our only option. I say this, I actually use this as, as an example all the time, uh, talking about the cornerback position. When For people in the occupational sense, I say, you know, you're my guy. And, and you may be a, you may get beaten on a play. You may, you may get burned. But, you know, I still need you to go out there. If you're on the field, it's because you're the best option that I have, and I need you to go out there and perform. And even if you got burned, I'm going to need you to go back out there and uh, perform again. I'm going to need you to go out there and get back on the horse because you're my best shot. And, yeah, it sucks that, the, that you didn't make it the last time out, but it doesn't matter. I need you to go back out there again. And so it's the same thing with a coach. You need a coach that is going to – uh, you know, stand up that is going to mentally hold up in a a spot. You know, when the Patriots were down twenty five points in the Super Bowl, you know what it took for for them to be able to mentally hold it together to come back from that much down in the Super Bowl and win that game. You know, that's on the coaches. That's on, or it's big, mostly on the coaches, largely on the coaches, I should say. Um. And so that's uh, that, that that's an important thing as well that you know you get beat but you still are able to uh, you know come back and make a uh, adjustment or make make whatever adjustments need to be made and that when you do that <clears throat> you have a shot to win games because we're not going to be perfect every week this, it's it's tough to win in this league. And so there's going to be games where you're just going to get beat. And, and there's going to be halves where you just get beat. But I want guys that are able to fight back. You know, there was a, I was talking about the uh, the 94 49ers the other day. And the NFC Championship game that year, they just jumped all over the Dallas Cowboys. And when they uh, they, they get they went up in that game like 21 nothing, like early, like real quick in that game. And the Cowboys were and, and the Cowboys were beat. And uh, they still, you could they they ended up losing the game. I think the final of the game was like thirty eight twenty eight or something. But the Cowboys fought and fought back hard because they were a battle tested team themselves. And that's what I'm talking about. There's going to be even games that you lose, but there's a way that you lose, and there's a way that you come back that actually makes it to where you don't lose some of those games. So that's what I'm talking about. A guy that not only can scheme, but when he gets beat, is able to come back. He has that mental toughness. And that's what I'm talking about with Baker today. He has that mental toughness. Yeah, it wasn't enough to be able to make it a close game uh, to bring it back 
you know, they end up beating us by a larger margin than we've lost or that we beat the Bengals uh, by last week. Oh, well, time to get back on the horse and play. Who do we play next week? Is it the Panthers? Okay, let's do it. That's all. You know, there's no there's no crying in football. A better team than us just beat the hell out of us, and that's just the way it is. So it's over, it's done with, we move on. And now we're going to go on and we're going to play somebody else. But as far as... Uh, and look, if the team comes out next week after this stink fest today, if they come out next week and just clobber the Panthers, I think that's who we're playing. Maybe it's the Broncos. If they, Whoever it is, if they go out next week and just look a lot, lot better... Well, then, I think that says something as well. Like, I, I think, I guess resiliency is really the word I'm looking for. I want a guy that, I, preparation, number one, number, well, number one, as I say, is harmony, the ability to, to act in harmonious fashion. So maybe, maybe the real word there is cooperation. The second one being preparation, and the third one being resiliency, because we all face struggles. You know, who's the, who's the greatest coach of all time? And I, I think that I would agree with a lot of people that it's a, uh, Bill Belichick, but you know, Don Shula was pretty good, and that guy, you know, faced all. Well, Belichick did too. They, you know, the great ones face all kinds of adversity for a lot of, uh, you know, many, many, many different games over a lot of years. If they're great ones, they coach for a long time, and if you coach for a long time, you go up against a lot of things, you see a lot of things, you experience a lot of different, so you know how to, you know, react in those circumstances. Uh, and so that's the that's the thing that. You know, there's no substitute for experience, obviously, and that doesn't preclude you from getting a young coach. I'm just saying, these are the traits that I look for. As far as, you know, whether the guy should be an offensive coach, a defensive coach, whether he should be a college guy or an offensive uh, or, or, an, or a pro coordinator, I don't really care about any of that. I think that that's just kind of, um, none of that really, I think that you can be successful with any of it. I, I think there have been guys that have been monumentally successful coming from every um, stripe. For all of those approaches have worked, and all of those approaches have failed. Some have worked and failed more than others. Some have been tried more than others. I think the vast majority of coaches have been coordinators before they were, or they were. I, I know that as far as the ratio between former coordinators that become head coaches to former college head coaches that become uh, NFL head coaches, and yeah, there's a lot of uh, NFL college head coaches that don't do well. Um, but again, there's a lot of coordinators that don't do well either. So I'm saying, I, to me, none of that matters. I, I, I'm not saying that. Your experience does matter. Uh, I, I think, but, but as far as having a preference, I don't know. I guess it'd be nice if the guy has some head coaching experience. But, you know, Hugh had some head coaching experience. So maybe not. You know, I, I don't really have a problem with the guy. And then after all of that, after those things that I just mentioned, um, then after that, I would say the game management portion of it. Now, is that is that what you know? Would you say wouldn't that go along with the the preparation and the resiliency? Not necessarily. I think that game management is its own separate. As in, what do you do in circumstances, in situations? You know, it's you know you score a touchdown like, like today, late in the game today, we score a touchdown. And it's 29-13. We decide to go for two. Now, I get it. And I don't have a problem with it per se. I wouldn't have done it. That's not kind of the school of thought that I subscribe to on that. There are different, there are different you know, ways that you... We had a big two-point conversion um, debate years ago in a Titans game that we lost. So I'm saying there's, there's certainly... Um, 
you know, the differences of opinion on how to go about all of this. There is no, and there is no like hard and fast rule, as it were, about the best way to approach all of these things. But I'm saying that's that's a separate thing from like game planning, like your your schemes and and what you do to prepare against a team offensively and defensively. I think there's things irrespective of that that come up in situations in a game where you decide to do. And that was the thing that was about Hugh is that there didn't really seem to be any rhyme or reason. Like it was all gut all the time and his gut was not good yeah i mean i guess that approach can be okay but his gut was not good i i don't i think there was a lot of other problems with Hugh to really pinpoint that as the major problem with him but there were but but again you know that's it's, it's a it's a it's a part of it it's kind of i guess it's kind of like arm strength on a quarterback it's 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 a it's a thing that you can see it's a thing that you can kind of you know, put a tangible on. You, you can you can quantify it to a to an extent, but it's not. Re- and it, and it is an important thing, and you have to have like just enough of it to be effective. But it's not the most important thing, and it may not even be in the top several of the most important things. And if you look around the league, a lot of coaches are just kind of bad at it. You know, like the the whole calling timeout at the end of the first half thing. People, you know, the was like, "What was that all about?" Well, I, it made sense to me. What it was there is we're desperate and they're trying to uh, get the ball back because we want to score before the end of the half, which is kind of like the reverse of we just got demoralized by throwing a pick there at the end of this first half. Let's just try to get out of there without giving up points. We tried to be aggressive there. And again, different school of thoughts about how you approach that scenario. I, I don't really have a problem with with a lot of that. I had a lot of problems in, for the, all the time that Hugh Jackson was here, pretty much everything that he did from a situational standpoint. Because Again, it didn't seem like there was any rhyme or reason why he would, was doing any of it uh, for the most part. It was just kind of whatever, whenever, in any you know given situation. So then after that, it and, and, and all of those things that... Uh, that uh, Meathead mentioned, you know, got to be high character, got to be a teacher of men, got to be uh, football, high football acumen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm with all of that. That's good. You know, to me, it's there are things that are more important with that. Is the guy going to be, you know, cooperative, but not, you know, a pushover too? You need a guy that's going to put his stamp on the situation, obviously. Um, but not somebody that's going to be looking for an axe to grind or looking for a person to point the finger at when things go wrong. You know those people that are good at uh, fixing blame, but not good at really fixing anything else. That's that's I, I don't want a guy like that. And there's a lot of hue in that, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm just saying. So uh, th- that's what I'm looking for. And maybe and I'm not again not to discount uh, Williams and Kicho, but after today's performance, hey, um, this was a this was a a game that was really a benchmark for were we really as good as we've looked for yeah, like the last two and a half weeks. We look like half good against Kansas City. And the answer is no. Well, we weren't we're, we're not that good not yet. We can be that good when we're going up against um favorable matchups. And the good news is, is we may have a couple of favorable matchups left on the schedule. So that's fun. But if we're going to be good, if we're going to take that next step and actually be a good team, that when teams come to play us, 
you know, they they legit have to um, they they're gonna have to bring their A game. You know, when teams come to play us, it'll be like I was talking about today with the Texans. Like, we're going to have to bring everything. We're going to have to not – we're going to have to play our best game if we're going to beat these guys. Want teams be able to, to, to be saying that about us, that when we're, when we're playing the Cleveland Browns, we're going to have to bring our A game. In order for that to happen, that's where we are going to have to um, have a, a, a coaching staff that can consistently go in there and out-scheme other good coaching staffs. Because guess what? When we get into the playoffs, and with Baker Mayfield as our quarterback, we are going to get into the playoffs. It's going to happen. Like, as a regular thing. It's not going to be like, you know, at, at some point, you know, he's, he's going to get us in there. It's going to be like a regular thing. If we get this coaching thing right, especially. But we're going to be going up against other teams with good coaches and good quarterbacks and good teams. So we're going to need to, you know, football is, you win those games in the margins. The team that wins the Super Bowl this year is going to be a team that's very well coached, has a very good quarterback, and also along the way got more than its fair share of luck. That's the way, unless it's, you know, the the Yams just stomp everybody uh, with that super team that they got up there. You know, that that could be. But no, that's that's how it is every year. Um, And that's why... You know, looking at who it is that um, that we get, I'm not sure that that I'm really looking at any any guy right now. I mean, I, I've been saying up to this point it's been Freddie Kitchens. Uh, I don't really modify all that much too much with uh, today's performance, but obviously uh, it does make a difference with uh, you know t- today's today's game with him you know the first part of that him not doing a very good job against a a good Texans defense so hey we're going to see how this transpires throughout the rest of the season but hopefully this uh was worth your while and a little bit of uh food for thought or just I don't know some kind of perspective that's uh, not totally doom and gloom I mean Baker had a bad day uh Greg and uh, Freddie had had bad days. There were bad days had all around, but you know um, they weren't the worst of days. And the team, you know, we said this all the time under Hugh. The team kept fighting the whole time. Yeah, the team did keep fighting the whole time. That did happen. And that's not nothing. Not much of anything really, but it's not nothing. And we we played badly against a good team. Uh, we weren't embarrassed. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, the, fi- the final score isn't embarrassing. But if you watch the game, you could tell that they really did have our number. Uh, and they really did, you know, beat the hell out of us pretty pretty substantially. So, okay, yeah, fine. They, they whooped us good. And so we get back on the horse and see. So now this is a good test. Uh, we get beat soundly. We get, we get punched in the mouth on the road. Now let's uh, go back out there and see, um, you know, if we, can, if we can right the ship next week. And if we are... Then uh, that then that says something as well because again that that's that's kind of my my big three when looking you know uh, Dorsey had his he said high integrity high football acumen and a teacher of men and I, I'm with all that but to me it's my big three are uh, cooperation preparation and resiliency or maybe adaptation if you really need to have the uh, I don't know what what do you call that when you have a repetition of non um, original. It's not. An, it's not an alliteration. I don't know, but you know what? That's a good place for us to stop. This has been Easy Does It. My name is Easy Weave here on Dogs by Nature. Appreciate you. Hit me up on Twitter and on the Facebook. 
you know, uh, f- and if, by the way, if you like what you hear from not just me, but any of these guys, um, I don't usually ask, but like, you know, share it with your friends, tell people that, you know, that, that haven't, that don't know about us, that are Browns fans, you're like on your own, uh, social medias, like share the stuff, be like, Hey guys, these, these, these guys are doing podcasts. You should listen. Cause you know, we want to have people listen. So do that. And I would appreciate it. It's always good to talk with you. Have a great week, everyone. I hope that uh, it's that, that your week is better than this game was. And hey, we've certainly had worse losses than this. And at the end of it, yeah, it was unfortunate. But our our hot shot rookie, even though he didn't play well, he didn't get hurt. And uh, we still got you know a quarter of the season left. And I'm I for one am uh, definitely looking forward to that uh, before we are full on into draft season. It's, uh, it's been great talking with you again. Final today. Browns get beat up. My name is Easy Weave. Easy does it. Dogs by nature. Have a great week, everyone. Good luck. God bless. See ya. Hello. You are listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play. Brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories. Like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0. Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.